Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Influence on your money with Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Influence. I'm Michelle Martin. My late grandfather had a stroke, so when I came across this book, I knew it was something that I wanted to talk about. How does a stroke survivor feel and tackle life? After a stroke, Terence Ang had everything, a profession, he enjoyed confidence and strong relationships. Life changed when he suffered a stroke at the age of 53. In the new book that he has written and illustrated titled A Cry in the Dark, Terence Ang brings us his story of the realities faced by a stroke survivor. Let me read you an excerpt of Terence's book. I was stiff with mortification. How could I do something so unfashionable, so gauche as to have a stroke? It was unforgivable. I did not want to see anyone, and I did not want anyone to see me. Incapacitated, wasted, unattractive. I could not face the pity in their eyes, the awkwardness in their body language, the gung-ho smiles on their faces. I did not know how to. Today, we're joined by Dr. Moses Koh and Evelyn Koh. They're veterans in the medical field here to discuss Terence Ang's new book. Dr. Koh is the Associate Consultant for Rehabilitation Medicine at Sengkang General Hospital. Evelyn Koh is a specialist speech and language therapist and founder of Aphasia SG. Dr. Koh and Evelyn, welcome. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Great to have you both here with me as we discuss this new book, A Cry in the Dark. Can each of you, for the benefit of the listener, share a little of your relationship with Terence and the role that you play in his world? Dr. Ko, can you start? Hi. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I'm Moses. I'm a consultant in rehab medicine in Hong mm-hmm. General Hospital. So, well, basically my role with Terence came about after I saw him as an outpatient in the clinic, in the rehab clinic, shortly after his discharge from Sengkang Community Hospital. And since then, for the last maybe about one and a half years, I've been his rehab physician. Mm. Yeah, it's actually quite a lot. <laughs> I think yeah, it, it, what we do is we manage complications, we coordinate the rehab journey, the rehab therapy session, and we help our patients to improve their function, which is thankfully what happened in Terence. Okay, okay, good to know. Evelyn, tell us about how you came to interact with Terence. Hi, so I'm Evelyn. I'm a speech and language therapist and I started seeing Terence after he was discharged from hospital and started to seek rehab therapy in the community. So I was at that point working in a day rehab centre and Terence came to me with communication difficulties and wanted help in terms of speech therapy. So I was working with him for quite a while, yeah. Terence is a very colourful writer. I like how you can feel his personality in this book, without a doubt. Absolutely. Right? Which part of the book left an impression on you, Evelyn? So for me, I mean, definitely it will have to be the speech therapy chapter because he talks about a new rhythm in his speech. Mm. So there's this one chapter where he illustrates and also describes what he goes through in a speech therapy session and how he feels. I really value that a lot because not many of our clients, patients can articulate how they feel, you know, throughout the whole process. Yeah. And he talks about his word finding difficulty. He talks about the games that we play. So yeah, I love that chapter. Yeah, he writes, I speak with a new rhythm, with the fluency of the new me. That's really interesting. Moses, what stood out for you about this book? Mm, Actually, 
interesting to you. <laughs> I really love the whole book, actually. And, you know, interestingly, the chapter that I actually liked the most was mm. the part where he describes his long walk. I can't remember the exact name of the chapter, but it's describing his long walks that he takes every day. So in that chapter, he actually describes the beauty of the things and how he learns how to appreciate things around him. So, for example, like the greenery around him. I think he describes birds chirping, children laughing. And... Actually, for me, that really actually struck quite deep because at that point, I knew that, you know, that's actually what I hope for a lot of my patients. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. I hope that they will improve in their function. Of course, I hope that they will have motor recovery yeah. and cognitive recovery, speech recovery. But this point is where I felt that he was really at peace. He was really at peace. He was content and he was grateful and happy and he was able to slow down and really appreciate the small things. I don't know if you guys got the book, the media kit, but I did. And Terrence sent me his book in the most beautiful book box that I've ever seen in my life. It was a little garden, an absolute garden in a box, complete with little tiny plants in it. And it was so artistic. And as I said, the most beautiful presentation of a book I have ever seen. Did you receive that box? Have you seen that? I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, same here, same here. I saw it on Facebook. I, uh, I, saw it on Facebook. <laughs> I just think it speaks to his artistic spirit. You know, it's very beautiful. What I liked about this book is, you know, for patients of stroke who are locked in a body that they can't move and animate the way they used to and so the experience is trapped within them, this gives us a very unique insight into what they're going through. What do you think people who care for stroke sufferers can take from this book? Evelyn? So I think one of the things about this book that stood up for me is really the way Terence talks about his feelings. Like I say, it's not easy for, maybe because we're Asians, it's not easy to articulate how we feel and what more after like an acute medical event like a stroke. Mm. So I think for caregivers, it's really important to know that caregivers face a lot of stress. But it's also important to know the person that you're caring for has a lot of emotions inside that we may not understand as an outsider, right? And I think that really is something that caregivers need to take note of. And while you're hoping that the patient, the person you're caring for, your loved one improves, you know, by leaps and bounds and we talk about function and all that, but it's important to take note of the psycho-emotional well-being. Yeah. 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 Do you think carers of stroke sufferers can benefit from reading this, Moses? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) So actually, I mean, I just want to echo what Evelyn said. So actually, you know, the stroke survivors and stroke patients, even any patients with significant disabilities, they face the emotional whirlwind. So up to half of, you know, patients who suffer from stroke actually have low mood in a form of kind of depression. Mm. It is normal. I mean, if any of us suddenly woke up one day and we felt, we realized that half our body cannot move, we cannot talk, we cannot think properly, it's a huge, you know, it's a huge impact. And, you know, often I really love this book and how Terence articulates it, how he feels, you know, every small moment, you know, which might not mean much to the carers, might not mean much to anybody around, but it means a lot to the stroke patients. So, I think this really gives us an insight into the journey and the life experiences of how a stroke patient actually goes through, which is, Mm. yeah. Was he a star patient, Dr. Ko? He was, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. Good to know, because I'm sure he's listening. And for the listener, I would have loved to have Terrence on air, but I understand he has expressive aphasia. What does that mean, Evelyn? So with aphasia, and you know, it's such a complex term, but it's such a complex medical condition as well. But different persons with aphasia, they have language impairment, meaning they can have difficulty sometimes expressing themselves in terms of finding words, or sometimes they even have difficulty 
comprehending language. But it is not an intellectual disability. Mm-hmm. So in Terence's case, it is mild, like he has difficulty finding the right words. And sometimes it comes out as this fluent speech as well. Mm-hmm. So when so he talks about it in the chapter about speech as well, how he wants to speak as fluently, but you know, sometimes the words just don't come and he wants to order chocolate ice cream, but it comes out as something else and he ends up getting strawberry. Right. So that must be so frustrating. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Speech is a key part of our identity, right? You know, mm. we express who we are. And so when you can't reach for the right words to authentically express what you feel, can imagine that can just add to the spiral of depression. Why do you think people should read this book? Moses, why don't you kick us off? Mm. <laughs> well, okay, I think firstly for everyone, it's a book of an everyday hero to me. Mm. So somebody, a normal person who faced you know, significant adversity in his life. But true, you know, is an inspiration, I think, to everybody. It's, what happens is, you know, there's hope in it, there's determination, there's grit, there's mental strength, and through that, I would say a good outcome. And there's a lot of so, yellow in it. It's a bright <laughs> book. I mean, there's a reason it's called A Cry in the Dark, right? He hopes that this is going to be hopeful. I yes, think. it is. It is. I really hope that it brings hope, and especially for patients with stroke, you know, I hope that they realize they're not alone. Mm-hmm. They ho- I hope they realize that the journey they're going through is actually something that a lot of people are going through and it's normal. Mm. But if they are hopeful, if they put in the effort, you know, mm. to do rehabilitation, actually they can get better. And he really and, wanted to get as healthy and, you know, as much better as he could, right, Terence? That's his, what I get from this book. His determination yeah. was yeah. extraordinary. It was right. extraordinary. extraordinary. He put in so much time, resources, mm. energy, effort into his rehabilitation. And that's why I say he's my salvation. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I like his illustrations. I think they're very interesting in themselves. They say a lot. They speak a lot. Evelyn, how far more does he have to go with his journey when it comes to speech rehabilitation? How do you work with stroke patients? I mean, what can they expect? Wow, I mean, that's a huge question. Mm. But with parents, actually, I mean, right now, you know, we constantly evaluate our goals because really, I think when it comes to therapy and rehabilitation, it is about goals that we set along the way. And, you know, if any of our listeners out there, you know, get hold of the book and they read it. In the chapter about speech, there was this thing about presentation. And I made him do a Zoom presentation because I know that was his thing, right? And he presented and everybody gave him a rating of a 7 or 8 out of 10. But Terence thought he was a 2. So it's really about calibrating also how he is presenting to the world and how he feels inside. And I think for Terence, he's really come a long way in terms of accepting perhaps certain impairment that may take a longer time, but he's doing well. I mean, he's written a book. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and really moved on with his life. And I think that in itself, you know, tells us how much he has done. We're not talking about a kind of lofty goal, like, oh, I want to go back to how I was before. Mm. So that's not a smart goal. So we always set, you know, goals that we can attain. So Terence has really achieved, you know, every goal that he set, which is fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, thank you both for joining me. It's been so much fun talking about this book, A Cry in the Dark, A Stroke Survivor's Story of Hope and Recovery. Dr. Ko, Evelyn Ko, thank you for being with me. Thank Thank you, you, Michelle. This is Influence. I'm Michelle Martin. Again, the book's title is A Cry in the Dark. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.